the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. You are about to hear the encouraging word with Bishop E.A.T. Saki. Bishop E.A.T. Saki is an assistant to Bishop Dag Hayward Mills and serves as the resident bishop of the Kadesh, the Church on Fire. This word will bring you hope, comfort, encouragement, salvation, and much more. Join Bishop E.A.T. Saki as he ministers the infallible word of God. So precious and so dear. In a time where evil men are growing worse and worse, and yet other hearts are failing them for fear. You are my fortress, you are my strength, and look you. I know I can depend. You are my fortress. You are my strength. And it's all by your grace, dear God. In a time when sons are turning under fathers, and the mother's cry for justice can't be heard. In a world where the future seems so uncertain, through the shaking I'll keep standing on your word. You are my fortress. You are my strength. I know I can be You are my fortress. You are my strength. And it's all by your grace. But by your grace, dear God. I am what I am. It's by your love. You are my strength, and it's all by your grace, dear God. How could I live without you? I'm dwelling your secret place. You are my strength and tower, my God, who's so mighty. You are my strong companion. My soul, trust only in you. You are my fortress. You are my fortress. You are my strength. You are my strength. You are my fortress. You are my fortress. 
my heart, you touch my soul, and help me start all over again. That's why I love you, Jesus. That's why I'll always care. After I cried all my tears And you heard my dreams While the rest of the world closed its Nobody 
Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We appreciate your presence in this holy place. We ask you to have preeminence. Let everything be done to your glory and for your honor. Speak to us and minister life to every life here. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Well, I've been in and out of town. And last week we were in um, Sierra Leone. And God was gracious to us. Amen. So we are grateful to God for this morning. And like I said, just very briefly, we would be ending the service. And um, we have been talking about determinants. How your life turns out is determined by five important things. Am I right or wrong? So just to give you a little introduction to the third thing we want to talk about. Let's read the scripture again in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse number 11. Read it out loud and clear. Disturb everybody apart from yourself. Ready, go. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happens to them all. So five things are mentioned here. The race is not for the swift, am I right? And then again, it says the battle is not to the strong. And then number three, bread is not to the wise. And then number four, riches to men of understanding. And then number five, favor to men of skill. So these are the five determinants of our lives. What the Bible is saying is that normally, normally the race belongs to the swifts. The faster you are, the greater the probability that you will win the race. True or correct? And then number two, it says that the battle is not to the strong. So we, it implies that the stronger you are, the greater the probability of you winning the battle. True or correct? And then number three talks about bread to the wise. So if you're wise, you will have bread. You will not go hungry. Is it, is it right? And then again, if you have understanding, you'll be rich. You'll not be poor. True or correct? And then number four, if you, are, you have skill. You are talented, skilled, you are skillful, you are talented, you are gifted, you develop your talents, you are likely to have favor. Is it right? Yeah, so this is the normal way of life. But the, the exception often, is, is exception is not the main the rule. The rule is then there's exception. You must live by the rule and not by the exception. True or correct? So Bible is saying that reason for the swift and all that. But many of us, we feel that we are living by chance. We are living by luck. It's like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have speed, but things are going to work out. I'm slow about things and all that. But really, if you, are, you have speed, you can win a race. So today, we've talked about, uh, we already talked about speed, isn't it? The importance of speed in your life. How you've got to take quick decisions. And then we've also talked about how to improve your speed. True or correct? And then we talked about, number two, um, the importance of strength. 
how you got to be strong. In the Bible, there were strong men. Amen. We see, we see Samson was a man of strength. When he could lift up gates, when he could kill human beings and cause all sorts of commotion. One day the wife came and asked him, Where lie the secret of your strength? What makes you strong? You see, if you see something working in somebody's life, don't presume that because of this and that, find out what makes the person strong. Why is it working in his life? Don't just live by luck and by chance. I know a student who, didn't, who wasn't learning and was praying that he would see the exam questions in sleep, in his sleep. As I go to, Lord, I pray, as I go to sleep, may I see the exam question. That is called stupidity. You've got to learn. Don't pray to see the exam question in your sleep. That is called what? Stupidity. You must learn. Sit up and learn. One day, Bishop Adi, my friend, came to my house and my younger sister was lying in bed. And she was reading or she was learning. And she, he asked him, what are you, he asked her, what are you learning? He said, she said, I'm reading mathematics. And Bishop Adi told her, you don't read, you work mathematics. You don't read mathematics, you work it. And he told her that the way you are reading mathematics, you can fail. And she failed. Anyway, that's just by the way. You work, you don't read mathematics. So you see, there are things that you've got to apply. When you see something working in somebody's life, it's because he has applied himself or herself to making it work. Don't live by luck. Don't live by chance. Be purposeful. And then the grace of God will be added to your life. I see grace being added to your life. I see grace being added to your life. But do what you, that is what Paul said that because of the grace of God on my life, I labored more abundantly. Grace makes you work hard. I'm preaching now. Can I talk to somebody here? I said grace makes you work hard. Grace doesn't make you lazy. Grace doesn't make you sleep all the time. Paul said that because of the grace of God upon my life, I've labored more abundantly. Yet not I, it's just by the grace of God on my life. So sometimes there's a very slim line, a very slim line between grace and hard work. You wonder when things are working in somebody's life, is the grace of God is working hard. But really, grace makes you work hard. And grace rains upon your hard work and you see blessing on your life. Clap your hands for the Lord. So the third thing that we are introducing to us this morning and then we continue next week by the grace of God, is wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. I didn't hear you. Now, turn the Bible quickly with me to, um, turn the Bible to James chapter 3. And let's read from verse number 13. James chapter 3, verse number 13, all the way down. Bible says, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. May you receive wisdom in the name of Jesus. But if ye have bitter envy and strive in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descended not from above, but it is earthly sensual and devilish. You know, there are two kinds of wisdom. 
One wisdom, one type of wisdom, I would say that it is, it is not from above. It is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where there is envy and strife, there is confusion in every good work, every evil work. So what the Bible is saying here is that there's a kind of wisdom that is, from, that is not from heaven. And that's what we're talking about. There's a sensual wisdom, earthly wisdom, devilish wisdom that leads to competition. That leads to strife. That leads to confusion. That leads to fighting. That type of wisdom is not from heaven. I'm preaching. Are you still here? The wisdom that makes you fight people. That makes you compete with your neighbor who is better than what and so on. That type of wisdom is earthly, sensual, and devilish. I'm preaching to somebody here. The kind of wisdom that makes you envy others. You are jealous when somebody has a new car. When somebody has a beloved. When things are working out. That kind of wisdom is what? Earthly, sensual, and devilish. Say, preach, Bishop, preach. I came to preach to you. No, we are ending shortly. Don't worry, we are ending. We live on Monday. You will live on Monday. I'm leaving today. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we say, why there's envy and strife? So any family... Any church, any ministry, any organization where there's so much strife and envy, the Bible says that there is confusion and every evil work. Every evil work. I was going to ask you to lay your hands on your neighbor, but because of uh, the situation, lay your hands on yourself. Cast out every envy from your life, especially ladies. Cast out every envy from your life now. In the name of Jesus, we drive it out. We drive it out. Say amen. Where there's envy and strife, there is confusion. And every church, where there's envy and strife, there's confusion. And every evil work. Can I have an amen? When there's competition and comparison. I bless God for the grace of God on our church. Can I have an amen? Bless God for Bishop Toss and all the wonderful message that has been preaching to us. It's a blessing. He, we are complementing one another. We never compete. We complement. Am I talking to anybody here? We complement. We don't compete. We don't fight and who is better than what and so on. If you don't come to church because I'm not around, you are childish. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'll say it. I'll say it again. But I'm here. I'm here by the grace of God. <laughs> But if you don't come to church, because, oh, the person not here, and no, 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 no. You, you, of course, you, you know how it is. But I'm saying that you've got to have a mind that, look, we are working together as a team. Amen? We are working as a team. And then we must, therefore, support and encourage one another. Amen? Now, Bible says, let's go on quickly and see something. But the wisdom that is from above. May you receive that wisdom that is from above in the name of Jesus. We need the heavenly wisdom. The wisdom that is from above is first, pure. Number two, peaceable. Can I have an amen? Number three, gentle. Number four, easy to be entreated. <laughs> Number five, full of mercy. Number six, good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. May God give us that type of wisdom in Jesus' name. Wisdom that is pure, that is peace. Some of you are not peaceful. You know how to fight and how to quarrel. 
You like to quarrel and fight. I always remember one day in my office at the Kodesh, when one of our pastors, the pastor in charge of music, he came to my office. And when he came, he was very happy. He was waving a handkerchief and dancing and dancing. And I said, why are you so happy? He said, a certain lady in the choir has left the church. And she, he was so happy. I said, you're a very bad pastor. Somebody leaves the church and you're rather happy. He said, Bishop, the lady, she can quarrel and she can fight. She can beat the people in my choir. I mean, every time she comes to choir, it has that confusion. She fights everybody. So I asked him, how did she leave the church? You know how he, she left the church? He said, a certain brother has come to marry her away. And the brother didn't know everything about her, and he married her. So he was happy and he was dancing. So he was happy that there's peace in the choir. Are you there? Peace. Then after about three months or so, the brother came to my office and was looking very sad. I said, oh, why are you sad today? He said, Bishop, the lady has come back to the church and has come to join the choir. I said, what? What happened? I thought he said she was married away. He said, Bishop, she went to beat her husband. And her husband said, I don't want you again. So go back to your church. And so she's come back to join the choir. And the pastor was really sad. Really sad. So she was pacing up and down in my office. I said, tell me what you will do. He said, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. He took his mobile phone and called. Hello. He called the lady's husband. He said, come and see me now. Now, now, now. Come and see me now. So the husband came. When the husband came, he made him sit down and opened the Bible and read many scriptures. 25 reasons why you must not divorce. If you divorce, you go to hell. If you divorce, God will hate you. If you divorce, I mean scripture to scare the brother away. When after he read the scripture, he asked the brother, what will you do? The brother said, I'll take my wife away. <laughs> and the guy took the wife away. And the brother, pastor came back dancing again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a shock. <laughs> but the Bible says, the wisdom that is from above is peaceable. May you be a peaceful person. I said, may you be a peaceful person. Amen. Easy to be entreated. That means easy to be advised. Put the New Living Translation of the Bible right there for me quickly. This verse. The wisdom from above is first, or first of all pure, and it's also, it is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. May you be, receive that type of wisdom in the name of Jesus. Easy to be entreated, willing to yield to others. Willing to give in to others. Willing to accept what others are saying. That's the kind of wisdom that we need in our lives. May God give you that wisdom in Jesus' name. Say amen. It is full of mercy and good deeds. Some of us are not merciful. You are wicked. Wickedness. Exhibition of wickedness. Your minds are full of bad ideas. May God deliver us. 
May God make you a peaceful person. May God make you a forgiving person. May you be able to yield to others. You are not always right. Tell your neighbor, you're not always right. It cannot be that your opinion must be the one that must be carried through all the time. You must learn to be yielding. Yes, you are the husband, but the husband must be the good leader. The good leader is also yielding sometimes. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. Are you still here? Be yielding. Yielding. Some of you wives are difficult. Unforgiving wives. I should tell them. I'm telling them. Unforgiving wives. Your husband offended you last week. Up to today, you go, you go and sleep wearing jeans. And yielding wives. Mm, I tell you, what a shock. Are you still here? You never give in. You never say, okay, I, I let it drop. Never say never. <laughs> what a shock. Have you, Louise, have you seen people like that before? Unyielding. I don't know whether it's because the tribe you come from or whatever. So unyielding in your behavior. Mm. Hmm. I always remember when one day I cried with my wife. No, I didn't cry with her. She cried with me. You know how it is. My wife cried with me, and then she went to sleep early. And then I was watching my premiership. At that time, there was no corona, so it has not been. There was no coronavirus, so it has not been suspended. <laughs> I was watching, and I went to bed late when I went, and I touched her. 12 midnight, and she said, who is that? Who can be touching you at 12 midnight? It is Atiyah the watchman, Atiyah the watchman. What do you mean by who is that? What a shock. May you be a forgiving wife. Say amen. Amen. Anyway, so put that scripture up. Let's finish the scripture. Bible says that it is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and it's always sincere. Can I have a loud amen? amen? So the question we need to ask ourselves this afternoon is, what, what, how would, how will wisdom determine, affect your life? Wisdom will determine the position and rank in life, your, your position and rank in life. It will determine where you'll be in life. Joseph was a man full of wisdom and God elevated him. Look at Genesis chapter 41, verse 38, all the way to 41. Genesis 41. 38, all the way to 41. Bible says, and Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this? A man in whom the spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God has showed thee all this, there's none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house according unto Thy way shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thee, than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I've set thee over all the land of Egypt. May wisdom set you high up in life. You know, wisdom is the application of knowledge. 
You've been to school. You've been, you have your PhD, you have your master's, you've been to school for many years. You have knowledge, but to be able to apply the knowledge makes you wise. May God make you wise in Jesus' name. I said, may God make you wise in Jesus' name. If you know how to apply, Bible says that when, when Joseph was able to interpret the dream and direct Pharaoh as to what to do, many of us, we are not high up because we don't know how to apply wisdom. Hmm. You are lucky that I don't have time. You are lucky. Tell your neighbor, you are lucky that the man is running out of time. You are lucky. Are you still here? Wisdom will determine your ability to stay in an elevated position. I see God elevating you in Jesus' name. But when you're elevated, wisdom will keep you there. I said wisdom will keep you there. Hallelujah. David was elevated. He was nobody. He was a shepherd boy walking, looking after sheep in the wilderness. But he was blessed. And he was chosen. Amen? Now listen. David was, a, was if you like, an entity. If he died, nobody cared. If he died, it didn't matter to anybody. He was looking after a sheep out there. And one day he came and told his father that I was attacked by a lion. Look at all the abrasions. Look at all the scratches on my body. His parents didn't care. The following day, they sent him back. Go back to the field. And then he was attacked by, the, um, by another animal, a wild animal. A wolf came and attacked him. And David was able to kill them. David was like nobody. If he died, it didn't matter. But God chose and elevated him. One day he was chosen to work in the king's palace. I see you being chosen in Jesus' name. May you be selected and may you be chosen. I said, may you be chosen to your own surprise. Shout your loudest amen. I see God choosing you. I see the eyes of somebody important locating you. I see the hand of God stretching out to you. God will transform your life. You will sit at places you never thought you would sit. You will meet people you never thought you would meet. God will make your life significant. He will make you an important person. Say, I receive it. Am I preaching to anybody here? I don't, it doesn't matter which family you came from. It matters the God you serve. The one you know is the one who can elevate you. May God make a difference in your life. So, David was elevated. And came and sat. He started working in the king's palace. But the, the beautiful scripture that I want you to see here. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse number 14 and 15. Look at this scripture. Beautiful one. And David behaved himself wisely. Can we all read it if you can see the screen? Ready to go. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. And the Lord was with him. Verse 15. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely. He was afraid of him. Now, you see, David was now working with Saul. But the Bible says that he behaved himself wisely. Many of us don't know how to behave when God promotes us. When you get a new job, you don't know how to behave when you get promotion. The only thing you know is how to eat. You don't know how to buy a land and build a house. <laughs> I'm preaching now. Many of you ladies, you buy things that you don't need. I'm dialing your number. Pick the phone and answer the call right there. You have things in your wardrobe that you never wore before. You bought them, but you don't wear them. 
Look at you. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. I'm just sincere. Am I speaking the truth or not? Many of you have. Some of you are even in debt. You owe on things that you have no use. Promotion doesn't mean changing your dressing. It means taking wise decisions. Some of you should have owned houses by now. You have eaten all of it into your stomach. You are looking at me. You are lo- keep looking at me. I'm talking to you. Hmm. What a shock. Many of us here should, be, should have proper things in life. There's something they call real assets. Real one, not a car. Yeah. So if the car you drive is a house. And you don't have a house, you have a car. You ca- <laughs> Your car is a four-bedroom house. Yes. With, with a garden. What a shock. May you behave yourself wisely. I said, may you behave yourself wisely. When God promotes you, that's not the time to have many girlfriends. It's the time to take wise decisions and do the right thing. Say, preach, bishop, preach. I'm preaching to you. As I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> My back is covered. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. Are you still in church? God wants to elevate you. But behave yourself wisely when you are elevated. Yeah. For a man, what does a man do with so many types of shoes? A man, you have one brown shoe, one black shoe. It's enough. You can wear it. People don't see your shoe anyway. All you need is some trousers and then you are moving out. A man, you have 25 pairs of shoes. Are you a man, woman or something? Who are you? What a shock. You are looking at me. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Pastor Matthew, I'm dialing your number. As I'm dialing somebody's number. The other day, I told my wife that, listen, if I auction her clothes, I can buy a four-bedroom house. These days, I become like a thief in my house. I take things from her. She doesn't know I've taken them. And she will never know till she dies. I'll take it and go and dash it to somebody. And she doesn't even realize it. Because she has plenty. Some are in black bags. Some are in suitcases. I can take five suitcases. She will not even realize it. I said, if I sell your clothes, I can buy a house. What a shock. May you behave yourself wisely. I said, may you behave yourself wisely. Life is not just about eating good food. It's also about building a house. Say, preach, bishop, preach. African leaders, African leaders, African leaders. When we become politicians, when we become leaders, and we know how how to, we, we forget where we came from. When election time is coming, they come to where we are. After election, they forget where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. African leaders. That is why our continents and our countries are as they are. Because we have people who don't behave themselves wisely in the day of promotion. Promotion is not about you driving a four-wheel drive. It's about you serving the people that put you where you are. That's what it's about. All those who are not clapping, I, I, I suspect you. I, I suspect those who are not clapping. I suspect you. David behaved himself wisely. Maybe a wise person. 
I said, maybe a wise person. Ladies, don't spend all your money doing your hair. Buy wig. Do you understand? When you are hot, you just wear the cap and you are in town. You are working in town. Free of charge. The other day, my wife went to the salon. It took her, she went about 8 a.m. She came at 8 p.m. I called the hairdresser. The hairdresser, I'm coming for my wife. What type of hair? And when she came, I said, I don't like the hair you have done. What a shock. No, I'm telling you, sometimes we, we spend so much on things which in a certain sense are not relevant. But are important things in life. May you be wise in your behavior. I said, may you be wise in your behavior. Don't destroy the blessing that God has given you. You don't expect to be there, but God has put you there. Don't misbehave. And don't let the elevation of God destroy you. Don't let God regret promoting you. Don't let God regret giving the job. You have a job in the bank, so you can't come to church on Sunday. When you didn't have a job, you're coming all the time. you have a good job, you feel that Sunday is a waste of time. It is a resting day. When you didn't have a job, you're in church all the time. Now they have a job, you say, Sunday, I'm resting. I'm re- I don't have time for God, no time for church, no time for the Bible. Excuse me. Who, you, who made you? Who, Bible says, who makes you different from another? What have you that you did not receive? Every blessing is from God. May God be the most important person in your life. Somebody shout amen. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Wow. Wow. What a word. What a word. Can I give you one or two more points? And then we shall continue next time. Wisdom will determine the ability to work in important places. Daniel chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Daniel chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. Verse 20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all the realm. These are the two people, these are the four people, Daniel, then these three guys, Shadrach, Mishael, and Abednego. Bible says that they stood with other people. Now God, um, the king found them wiser. May you be wise in the things in, in, in your life. May, may the wisdom come out of the things you say. Somebody say amen. May there be wisdom. Let me say that. And they, they put them in the king. They made them work in the king's palace. Daniel, he was a slave. Remember, Shadrach, Mishael, and they were slaves. They were not originally from that city. But because of the wisdom of God on their lives, they were given places in the king's palace. May wisdom determine places where you work. Important places. I see God take you to important places. Say, I receive it. Are you still here? You'll be given responsibility. Proper responsibility. You'll be given jobs because you can be trusted and you are a wise person. You're a wise person. Some of you, you need a job. When you get a job in the shop, you go there and then every day you are reading newspapers or you are going to, you are sleeping in the shop. 
when your, when your boss comes and says, he's sucking, he said that, oh, that my, my boss has a devil. I don't have a devil. Your laziness and your stupidity is making you lose your job. Look, keep, keep looking at me. I'm preaching to you. I said, I'm preaching to you. Don't miss out on the blessing of God. As God promotes you, be wise in the way you go to work early. You go for all night and you go to, you get to work late in the morning. And when your boss rebukes you, you say, my boss is a, is, is, uh, is a devil. He's not a devil. You must go to work at the right time. I know why you are quiet. I'm dialing your number. Pick the phone and answer the call. Many of us are blaming people falsely because we are not wise. May God deliver us. I say, may God deliver us. May God show us mercy. We have a lot of young people here. Listen, the future is ahead of you. Don't mess up your future by destroying the blessing of God that God has given you. Go to school. Go and learn. And stop going to my bed. And stop going to do uh, uh, whatever, what do you call it? Or gambling. Stop that, that way of behaving. And go and learn and pass your exam. And become a real person. The future is bright. Don't mess up your future. I said, don't mess up your future. You are too young to destroy your future. You are too young to say that I can't progress in life. You have enough time to go write, rewrite the exam that you failed, do it again, pass it, and go and move on and become something significant in life. You cannot be a beggar all the days of your life. Tell your neighbor, the man is talking to you directly. No, you cannot be a beggar all the days of your life. Can I have an amen? Am I preaching to you here? I'm telling everyone hearing me today from the back to the front. You have opportunities in your life. God has blessed us. And God wants to fill your life with so many opportunities. Today and the season ahead of you is a good season for you. Make up your mind that I will take advantage of this season and opportunity that God has given me. And I'll use it well. I'll use it well. I'll use it well. I'll use it well. What a way. I see your future bright. I see a bright future ahead of you. I see grace on your life. I see God helping you. I see the hand of God stretching on your behalf. Shout amen again. Wisdom will make you sit at important places. Work at places you never thought you would work. You meet people you never thought you would meet. But as you get there, don't let anything else. The opposite of wisdom is stupidity. You'll never be stupid in Jesus' name. I say, you'll not be stupid in Jesus' name. Are you still in church? Wisdom, finally, will determine the length of your life. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Verse 16. Length of days. Is in her right hand and her left hand riches and honor. May God place riches and honor in your hand. You will not destroy what God gives you. May God extend your days. May God extend your years. May God show you mercy. The question we need to ask ourselves are there any wise people that we can follow? Are there any wise people in the Bible that we can follow? And what can I do? To improve my wisdom. What can I do to improve the wisdom that God has given me? Are there any wise people that I can follow? Are there any wise people you can follow? There are the two questions we are going to ask. But you know something? I'm not after word. 
I'm just out of time. We shall continue next week. Stand to your feet, everybody. Close your eyes wherever you are. Everyone, wherever you are standing, just close your eyes with me. God has given you opportunity. Bread is for the wise. God doesn't want you to end your life as a pauper. God wants you to excel in every area of your life. Pray this afternoon and ask God for grace and for mercy to be able to do well and excel in the name of Jesus. Everybody just pray for a minute. Commit yourself to God. Ask for God's mercy. Ask for God's kindness. Pray that God will be kind to you. Pray that you will not mess, mess up your life. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Lift your two hands up high to the Lord. No with me wherever you are standing this morning I want you to pray and make Jesus the Lord of your life the greatest of all wisdom is to find Jesus life without Christ is a losing game today 
at this very moment. I want to give every one of us here an opportunity to turn over our lives and make Jesus the Lord of our lives. For that is the beginning of wisdom. So wherever you are this morning, I want you to close your eyes with me. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. A prayer of making Jesus your Savior, your Lord, and your King. Now, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here right now, somebody invited you to church and you came, but you are not sure you are born again. You are not sure your name is written in heaven. You are not sure that Jesus is your Lord. Many years ago, I heard a call and I gave my heart to Jesus. Today, you are hearing the call. One day, you will not hear the call again. One day, the opportunity will not be there again. Today, the Bible says, as you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Wherever you are standing, you want to say, Bishop, I need God in my life. I know I'm a sinner. I've made many mistakes. But today, this Sunday afternoon, I want Jesus to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. If you're here right now and you need Jesus in your life, lift up your right hand and I shall pray with you. Lift your right hand up high. God bless you. I see your hands. Let it go higher than your head. I see your hands. I see your hands all over. It's an opportunity that you have to turn over your life to him and to make Jesus your Lord. Father, look at every hand that is lifted. I pray that you rule and reign in every heart and be glorified today. Rule and reign in our hearts. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I would ask you to walk from where you are and come to me in the front here. Just come. Very quickly. Taught me how to watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. Now, close your eyes with me. The whole church, join us and let's all say this prayer together. Say with me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, this Sunday afternoon, this Sunday afternoon, I open my heart to Jesus. I open my heart to Jesus. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Say after me, forgive me, forgive me of all my sins. Of all my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. Make me your child. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. 
I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. The rest of my life. The rest of my life. Today. Today. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. To follow you. To follow you. To trust in you. To trust in you. And to walk with you. And to walk with you. The rest of my days. The rest of my days. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For hearing my prayer. For hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much for these wonderful people. I pray that each of them will have a personal relationship with you. Rule and reign in their hearts and be glorified. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.